0: Howdy, friends, and welcome to the XD Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tony Dosat. First of all, you beautiful people, if you're enjoying the XT Podcast so far, I would just be so giddy if you shared this episode with your friends. And a giddy Tony is a good thing. Now then, okay, I think it's time to discuss something. If you are unfamiliar with the term imposter syndrome, then you are either one of two types of people. Um, The first being the lucky few that do not suffer from this plague of the mind, or you are suffering from imposter syndrome, and you just haven't heard of the term before. Regardless, let's level set with the definition. Imposter syndrome is a term coined by the clinical psychologists Paula Clance and Suzanne Imes in the 1970s. Although the study was originally done with a group of women, it's a condition that infiltrates the minds of all genders. In a nutshell, the syndrome is a belief or continuous feeling that regardless of academic or professional accomplishment, you're inadequate or incompetent in your field of work. A fraud. Faking it, not till you make it, but simply faking it all the way. It's this nagging thought that's even more harmful than you may realize. Researchers at the University of Salzburg found that those experiencing imposter syndrome tend to be paid less and are less likely to be promoted. And Its effects reach far beyond our office walls. Imposter syndrome is an infectious vine that entwines itself in and among our day-to-day lives, choking out success and joy. Whether it's, you know, the parents who, who think they aren't raising their kids correctly, the athlete who doesn't believe she has what it takes to cut it on the field, the healthy body that is constantly pinched and poked in front of the mirror. Or the spouse, who lives in constant fear that they aren't enough for their counterpart. It all stems from a deep-seated doubt we've planted in our heads and our hearts. And unfortunately, we tend to water it every day, allowing it to become overgrown and weed our well-being. Professionally and anecdotally, I've noticed Imposter syndrome firmly planting its roots in the design world. But why? Is it because we treat our craft as an art and constantly fear the burden of needing to be creative genius? Maybe it's the battle of trying to change the perception that all designers do is make things pretty. Or perhaps it's the way we always have to fight our way into a seat at the table. Maybe... Or maybe it's because our field is constantly and rapidly changing, and it it seems like it's becoming harder and harder to keep up. Personally, I think the genesis of my imposter syndrome came from having no background in this field. I am a trained actor, as I've said before many times, pursuing a career in user experience without any formal education in design or UX. I've constantly doubted myself and my capabilities, questioning whether or not I was just acting like a user experience professional, or if I actually had what it took um, to find success doing this. I would leave interviews thinking, there's no way they should hire me. Or better yet, landing the job, and then immediately thinking, I'm going to be in way over my head, or they're going to discover that I'm a fraud. This fertilized the false narrative of my inadequacies, ultimately serving no one. But this all changed, to borrow the title from the movie Dr. Strangelove, when I learned to stop worrying and love the ignorance. Now, of course, the saying knowledge is power is true, but understanding that didn't cure me completely. In fact, the biggest challenge in my life came when... I realized the ultimate power wasn't in having to know everything always, but the opposite. I gained infinite strength by being humble enough and brave enough to say these three simple words. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know has become... One of the most powerful phrases in my vocabulary and meaningful statements in my mind. It's an incredibly freeing feeling once you realize it's safe to say. It's a phrase that takes a lot of moxie and it took me a while to feel comfortable with it. In the past, I, I convinced myself I always needed to show clients or my bosses that I knew every answer and I had a response to everything. Otherwise, they'd surely discover that I was a fraud. But, on the contrary, I've learned people appreciate the honesty, the vulnerability, and the candor of those three words more than a know-it-all. Know-it-alls seem to suck creativity out of a room. Most of the time, they're, they're trying to mask the fact that they actually don't know the answers. But because they're stuck in the mindset of needing to be the expert in the room... They're forced to play the part. That is one of the toughest hurdles to climb, overcoming the idea that you always have to be the expert in the room. Now, I I understand that this is probably a little controversial, but I would submit there are no experts in the room. I believe the concept of this whole expert in the room thing is actually really dangerous and counterproductive for two main reasons. One, it puts insurmountable pressure on that person or persons, creating unrealistic expectations of being all-knowing or always having the right thing to say. And two, it immediately others, everyone else in the room, silencing their voice and providing no space for creativity or differing opinions and insights, feeding their imposter syndrome. Of course, some might have more learned experiences than others. But it doesn't mean that what they say is the end-all, be-all. And, in fact, I have found that people that do have these vast learned experiences are typically the ones that would agree and even preach that their word is, in fact, not Scripture. As I mentioned in my last episode with Greg Florey, when he interviewed me for my current position here at Bottle Rocket, in the interview, to his face... I said, I don't know, shit. but I love failing my way into knowledge. You see, everything after the but is my day-to-day recipe for beating imposter syndrome. Failing my way to knowledge. And a lot of people think failure leads to knowledge, but you can fail at failure. Failing failure is ignorance without action, but winning failure? is understanding your ignorance, which then allows you to do something about it. Because at the end of the day, self-awareness beats out self-confidence all day long. I've discovered that through embracing what I don't know, using my shortcomings as didactic opportunities and constantly trying to learn and grow through the ignorance, has truly helped me transform my little inner demons into my little helpers. We all have them. They aren't going anywhere, so we might as well learn to channel their energy for good. That, in the words of Harry from Home Alone, is the silver tuna. Okay friends, so here is your call to action for this week. If you don't subscribe or review or share any other episode of the podcast, I would ask you, share this one. Imposter syndrome is something that needs to be talked about. I'm just one person talking about how I've battled mine, but I know there are a lot of you out there that don't talk about it, but suffer from it. So let's start the dialogue. Let's help lift each other up. At any rate, I can't wait to have you back next week. But until then, friends, stay curious. The XD Podcast is part of XD Media, LLC. This week's episode was produced and mixed by me, Tony Dosat, written and edited in partnership with the Continuo Group. Hosting and publication for the XD Podcast is through Buzzsprout,